Welcome to Homework, the podcast by and for people who work from home. I'm your host, Harry Marks. This is episode number 274, Putting Your System on Autopilot. If you like the show, please support us on Patreon, where you'll have early access to each episode, bonus content, the opportunity to listen along live every week, and lots more. That's at patreon.com slash homeworkpodcast. You can also join our Discord, where you can chat with like-minded homeworkers and more. You'll find a link to that in the show notes. Additionally, you can reach us by email at heyhomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. We read and respond to everyone. Now let's get started. How you doing, Dave? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing very well. I started, so after our conversation, uh, and for those listening who are not patrons, we uh, had a discussion with Patrick Roan at, at the time of this recording last night, and we were talking about um, using index cards and, and the analog system, mm-hmm. and so I splurged it's on the analog system. But I know that I also had, thanks to Joey at Baron Fig, the the um, the index cards that he sells at the Baron Fig store, and so I started using them with the the method on the analog system of you know listing the like the five six seven things you want to do during the day and checking them off and delegate. So I keep an index card now in front of me with my tasks on it for the day, and I check them off as I do them, and then I get a new card if I need one. So that's my my little system I'm doing now. Very very nice, easy easy peasy. Yeah, uh, I gotta say, talk, talking to Patrick, it's like I, I learn something new, and I get like inspired, and and I get the the bug under me to really get into something. So, <laughs> yeah, he has an effect on people. He also gets you to buy stuff. Oh God, yeah, that's the worst part. He talks about something great, and then it's kick- like, all right, pulling out the credit card. <laughs> that's it. He's getting kickbacks from every manufacturer you can think. Of. Yep. Well, uh, let's see. We have a fun topic to talk about today. It's going to take a little discipline to get there, but it can happen. But before we do that, I think we should talk about tools of the week, Harry. You were telling me, you give me a little tease about your tool before we started recording. So uh, what is it? So I, uh, yeah, like we talked before the show, I'm working on a video project, but I'm not telling you, I'm not telling the listener what the video project is just yet, mm-hmm. um, but you'll, you mm-hmm. will see it on the, uh, from the, from the dot study, my, my blog, the study, you'll see it there eventually, uh, hopefully in the next week or two. But what I've been doing is I need filler. I need B roll. I need sort of stock footage of things. And I don't have the money for an iStock account or anything, but there's a terrific website I've been using called Pexels. Uh, it's P-E-X-E-L-S.com, and you can get stock photos and videos. I think they do sound effects. I'm not entirely sure. I've used them for photos before for different projects, blog posts, for example. Um, you know, Unsplash is another one that's popular, but they don't do videos. So Pexels has stock videos of anything you can imagine, you know, people typing on a laptop, people in an office, you know, having a meeting, like all that kind of stuff. And so for this project I've been doing, it's been uh, really helpful. So yeah, Pexels, they're all free. Um, they ask you to to uh, credit the the creator uh, as part of the, the license and everything. So that's is the that only like, thing. Is that a religious thing, credit the creator? Uh, yeah, that's so you worship the creator. Uh, wow. And you, you devote yourself to them. Yes. Uh, no, and so you, you, make you, you, yeah, you, you credit them. Um, also they, they do have a donate button. If you do use their work and you, you want to support them, you can also donate some money as well. So, uh, yeah, pexels.com. I highly recommend it. Very, very nice. Keep that in mind. If, uh, you need cool stuff the way Harry does. My tool of the week is so very different. Um, but I love it just the same it is a uh, bbc sounds from our good friends over across the pond in the bbc 
uh, it's an app for iOS. There's probably an Android one too, but it gives you access to all the great like audio and radio content uh, from the BBC. And it's really, really super nice. So I'm a big fan. I will tell you of radio Four extra. Just see, I tapped the button and started playing because I'm (laughs) looking at it. I'm talking about it. This probably makes me an old man, but they have, such fantastic audio dramas over there that I'm absolutely in love with. And there's such a huge library that you can certainly find something that you like. So um, I like uh, like uh, sort of mysteries and uh, creepy stuff and cheesy stuff. There's this great series of um, uh, Vincent Price reading these little cheesy, goofy yes. horror stories. <laughs> and I, I'm so in love with it because I think Vincent Price was just one of the coolest dudes ever. And I love it. There's one called the Battersea Poultry Guys, where these people are investigating a real life pilot guest story in town. My absolute favorite is an 11 season series called Curious Under the Stars, which is a drama about um, this little family in Wales, a fictional town in Wales. And it just goes on and on and on. And it's almost like, um, Oh, I, just, I don't want to say podcast network because that's incorrect. It's like a, a radio station, I guess, um, full of all sorts of great stuff. And of course, there's also music and news and sports and whatever you're into. And all of it is free. And it doesn't matter if you're outside of the UK. You can go ahead and listen. And I absolutely love it. So fire up your uh, mobile device, search BBC Sounds and have a good time. Very nice. Anything with Vincent Price I'm on board for. Oh my gosh, I loved Vincent Price. He was the coolest guy. When I was a kid, I saw, oh my gosh, I don't remember the name. It was some movie about, was it called just the Wax Museum? That might be what well, it was. There's House called. of Wax. That was him. Maybe that was it. And it scared the daylights out of me. And then I rewatched it as an adult. And I'm like, this isn't scary at all, <laughs> but it's cheesy fun. And I fell in love with it. And there was one where the. The climactic scene was a skeleton rising out of this pit of water or wax, whatever it was. And you could absolutely see the string on the head of the skeleton. It's oh, yeah. Pulling it up. And I just found it so utterly charming. Same thing in House on Haunted Hill, the skeleton floating across. The, yeah, all of that. The, <laughs> there was one. So in the 50s, he had a movie come out. It was called The Tingler. And it was about mm. this this creature inside everyone that if you laughed uh, or no, I'm sorry, if you screamed, uh, the tingler inside you would kill you. Um, and so, oh my goodness! And so one of the one of the things they were doing in the fifties, you know, like three D and and smell o vision or whatever. You know, they right the gimmick in some of the theaters was um, they would have a tube hooked up to like right where your butt meets the seat, and it would run through. And so they would pump air through this tube, and they would like turn the lights off in the middle of the movie, and and you'd hear Vincent Price scream, "The tingler is loose in the theater," and you would feel the 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 air flow right underneath your butt as if the thing was crawling underneath you and people jump and scream. It's hilarious. Oh, see, that's great fun. I would go do that. If I, if there were some theater saying, yeah, retro fun with Vincent price, I would be right in the front row. Hell yes. So do we want to, do we want to dive into the, uh, the topic for the evening? Let's do it. Otherwise I'll talk about vintage horror movies forever. Tonight, we're going to talk about putting your system on autopilot. So all month long, we're talking about systems and all aspects of how you can do what you do more effectively and efficiently and enjoyably uh, as you work from home. So one of the things Harry and I have talked about many, many times is having a a system you trust and how important that is Mm -hmm. to your productivity and your, your just how you feel when you're doing work. 
And that can be a hard thing to happen because you have to do a little searching. And if there's always, Harry, you know this as well as I do, as well as our great listeners do, there's always the danger that you want to mm, see how the other system is. Well, today we're going to talk about putting one system on autopilot and how to do it and why it could pay dividends. So uh, let's start from the beginning. Once you have found a system that works for you, I know that's a big ask, but if you have, uh, it's time to move the system to the background of your life. And you can do this by making it automatic. Uh, we have a, a few steps here. The first one is stick with your system for a couple of months. Now, I know that this can be uh, the hardest part. Um, you know, there's so many, there's so much research out there about how long it takes to form a lasting habit. You've heard, you know, the, what is it, the hours or 66 days I've heard, blah, blah, blah. So the idea here is to get this to the point where it just happens and you don't have to think about doing A, B, or C, where you just grab your notebook and write things down and it sort of becomes almost like an autonomic function. And the way we're going to suggest for step one here is stick with your system for a couple of months, make that dedication, and use it in O. Okay. <clears throat> I, uh... See? Yeah, I, I, it's so hard. The, the habit part of this is the hardest part for me. Uh, yes. You know, fi finding the system is great. I find systems all the time. Implementing right. them, it's, it's, it's like the Seinfeld, you know, renting a car situation. It's one thing to take the reservation, you know, but actually holding on to it, that's really where you, you need to focus your energy. And, and that's the hard thing for me is, is to implement that system on a regular basis. Years ago, when I was um, a, a drum student, and I was going to college for music. I would, in the summers, um, give private snare drum lessons to kids uh, around town. Mm -hmm. And there were certain figures or, you know, certain bits of notation that I would want them to just see and know what that sounds like and know how to play it without having to think, okay, that's a 16th note followed by a 16th rest followed by two 16th notes. I want you to just see that and know what that is. Like if you see the example I would give them is if you see T H E written down, you're at the point where you don't have to sound that out. You just know right. it and you know what it means. And the same thing can happen with little bits of musical notation. You don't have to read that or count it. You know what that figure is and you can just play it. The idea here is to get to the same point with your system. So right now, I think the point of my system that I have to that point, oh, I just want to jump out a window because I need to use point twice in the same sentence, is capture. So it is not, I don't even think about when I hear something I want to record, I just reach behind my back pocket, pull my notebook out and pull my pen out and write it down. It just happens. It's like my hands know, oh, this is something you need to remember, Dave. And I just go ahead and write it down. And that part is completely automatic for me is there anything that you can think of harry that you just do whether it's capture or the way you respond to email or the way you go through a to-do list or anything that has really ingrained itself at this point um yeah it's it's hard to think of one thing that's that's really um stuck for me i i know mm. that you know i've been i've been using things more and more the the to-do list app as a as really as a repository like really doing the stream of consciousness i'd say for the last month or so i've been using it as you know as something comes in i have the inbox open automatically it goes in there and then i will you know throughout the day sort of 
if I find myself without a meeting on my calendar, which that almost never happens, I'll go mm-hmm. in and I'll start filing things away where they need to go into different um, into different bins like work or home or calls or whatever it is. So um, I I'll that that's really the only thing right now that's really been sticking with me. And and like I I mentioned before, I I'm trying to do this thing with the index card. You know, really list out the tasks that I need to get done today. Um, mm-hmm. and then focus on those and get those done. So we'll see if this one sticks. Um, I'm hoping it does because it's it's tangible. It's something that I can actually hold in my hand and say, this is what I need to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So if you're trying to make that part of your system or even many parts of it automatic, like I said, stick with it for a couple of months. And in that time, use it as best you can every day. The daily part, here is what's really key yeah uh this will make following your predict your productivity system as a habitual part of your life um when doing research for this episode we came across uh professor jane ward who said quote if you do something every day in the same situation it will become an automatic reaction in response to that situation cue the situational cues in other words a habit so like the fact that i carry my notebook my kids know that I always have this in my notebook. They'll even say, dad, write this down <laughs> because mm-hmm. a, they know I'm going to forget. And B, they know I have a notebook and a pen on me that we were, I forget where we were. Um, Oh, I had to pick up the taxes. Our tax preparer won't let people in the office this year. So we sort of meet out in the car uh, and I had my son with me as I drove up and called the number and she came out and handed me the stuff. And she said, do you have a pen? And my son just said under his breath, oh, please. Because he knows I always have a pen. <laughs> um, so that's another thing that I've made automatic over the years is just carrying this. Like, if heaven forbid I ever go to work without my notebook and pen, I'm like in a, in a pother all day long because I don't have it. Yeah, one thing I actually that now that we're talking, one thing that I have been doing uh, because I have because I'm working from home and I'm I have to there's a lot more calls I have to make, you know, for personal things. You know, we we whenever I have to yell at my bank, I what I do is I open mm-hmm. drafts and I start a new draft with the ty- the date um in in a YAML format, so like 2021402422 and then space dash space and then bank call. And then I would as they're talking to me, I will take notes what we're talking about, and then I will take I, I will write down whatever the um, the confirmation number is that they give me, uh, the person mm-hmm. I spoke to, so that when it comes back to bite me in the butt, and it always does, and they you know whatever I asked them to do they didn't do or they did it wrong, I can go back and say, look, on this date I spoke to Judy, and Judy yep. was supposed to put this, and and then I have you know I have a CYA, I I, I have backup and receipts that I can bring. Um, so that's something that I've, I've been doing more often. I do exactly that for the exact same reason too. When we um, rented our car, we were in Florida uh, last year. I wrote down like, you know, you write down things like the reservation number, but I'll write down everything from, like you said, the name of the person I talked to, what mm-hmm. time I talked to them, absolutely everything. So if there's ever a question I can say, well, on the seventh, Judy told me this when I talked to her at two thirty, and they always go, Oh, this person took copious notes. Yep. <laughs> so I'm just going to not try to pull the wool over his eyes anymore. So we're talking about sticking with it for those two months, as well as helping you develop a productivity habit. 
sticking with that system for two months would give you a good idea of what's working in your system and what can be improved. Now, this is the point, I can only speak for myself here, Harry, but this is the point where I'm tempted to say, mm, there's a lot of sticking parts that aren't working, that I'm going to get the wandering eye and start to look at something else. Um, I would urge myself and you listeners that if you're in this two-month period and there are things that aren't working, try to resist the temptation to use that as an opportunity to seek, seek something else out. Um, simply note them and continue using the system. And um, at the end of that period, see if you can find a way to eliminate those issues without abandoning it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I would say so. Is that, is that the point where you would say, mm, you know what? Or is there a critical number of things that aren't working? Like if there's one thing, there's two things. Or like, would you say if there's, you know what I'm trying to say? X number of things that are a hassle. Is like what point, I guess I'm, my question is, would you put your hands up it's, and say, you know what? It's time to go. I know it's, it, you know, it's death by a thousand paper cuts. And, and how much yes. are you willing to put up with? How much friction are you willing to put up with in your system before it, it becomes too much and, and cumbersome and, and you, you can't make excuses anymore because, you know, I feel that way sometimes about GTD, like with some people, I'm so deep into it uh, that if I abandon it now, even though I can't stand half of it, I, I'll feel like I have, you know, given up too, too early or, or that it was all a waste. And I feel like we have to be able to walk away at any point and try something new if whatever we're doing isn't working the way we want it to. Because if you mm -hmm. hate using your system, you're not going to use it. It's That's true. It, it, it's it, just like just like you teaching drums. I used to teach bass and guitar and saxophone. And, and the one thing we I would always, because I taught my parents on a studio uh, uh, and a store that was attached to it, we would rent or sell them the instruments. And the one thing we always said was, it's not like you have to buy your, your kid a Fender Strat, but you want to buy them an instrument that actually can play. You don't want to buy them like a first act guitar from Toys R Us. Uh, God rest mm -hmm. its eternal soul, because you, they're they're not going to want to play it. It's going to sound terrible. It's never going to be in tune. They're not going to feel good playing it. So you buy them something that they want to use, that they want to sit and play, and they're more apt to practice. And it's the same thing with your system. If you find yourself, you know, justifying why you're not going to do it today, or that why you're putting off your your weekly review or whatever it is, then you're never going to use it. And then at what's the point? Right. What's the point? Yeah, that's true. I I certainly feel that way about all of my tools <clears throat> find tools you're going to want to use because then you will want to use them it's then, the same thing with pencils or pens or notebooks yeah. you know you don't have to buy the best of the best of the best but i enjoy using black wings they're a wonderful pencil you know i i do not like using the amazon brand pencils because they're just not well made or you know wopex sorry <laughs> they're they're just not well made so what about you know John? oof no thank you uh <laughs> Or, or it has Christmas trees on it. Uh, that one I, I would use. Um, I'm looking at it right now. It's right here. I love that pencil. But you know, <laughs> yeah, I like I like my Baron Fig Squires. I like my Twisby Ecos. I, I and they're not they're not even that expensive. But I enjoy using them. So you know, you like what you're using. <clears throat> like what you're using. So I say there's there's certain cert, certainly a balance if you are trying to stick with something for the purposes of making part of it automatic. I would encourage you still to stick with it. But <clears throat> if you are at the point where the frustrations are outweighing the benefit, then it might be time to say, you know what, I'm going to cut bait here and move on. But I, I, do think, okay. I do think it's important to find what you do like about it. You know, for example, um, 
uh, Patrick's Dash Plus system. You know, there are pieces of that I really like, and there's some pieces I, I I don't love. And so, you know, picking out the things I do like and and seeing if there's something out there that uses something like it or that I can blend with something else into a new kind of system, um, you know, that's that's also something that could work. You know, you don't have to use all of GTD. You know, if you like the the mind dump into the inbox as a, a core part of it, but you don't like the the contexts or whatever piece of it that that is too much for you to, to, to deal with, then don't use it. You know, use what you want to use. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I've known, let me rephrase. I don't think I know anyone, this is sort of my own anecdotal experience as well, anyone who uses GTD Strictly as written. It I, seems every person I've come across has their own little tweak. I am it. sure those people are out there, and I am sure they are terrible people. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, I believe that they are out there, that they're religious GTDers who use all of it all the time, every day. Um, but yeah, the, the people I know and, and in, in our circles and everything, like they use aspects of it. They'll use the inbox. They'll use mm -hmm. uh, tagging or context. You know, OmniFocus is such a great way to get into it without it like being all in your face, um, mm -hmm. the way the book sort of throws it at you because you, you can sort of feel your way through OmniFocus and it's a very, it's a friendlier interface than, than some applications. So uh, yeah, but I, I don't know anyone who, who uses it uh, religiously that way either. Doesn't David Sparks have an OmniFocus field guide? I I want to say he does. He has so many field guides that are and they're terrific. They're all I just downloaded the the Hazel one, the Hazel field guide. Mm -hmm. He just updated it, so I I got that one as well. Um, I feel like he does have an OmniFocus field guide, and if if he does, if he, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, if he does, go and check it out because his his guides are exhaustively researched and written. They're very very good. And the the video tutorials he does are terrific. Um, he does update them usually when there's a if there's a, an update that changes quite a bit. Like Hazel, for example, is no longer a plugin. It's actually a full application on your Mac. So he released a new mm -hmm. version of the field guide that has some new videos in it. Um, when Drafts does a, an update because he has a Drafts field guide, he'll update it with um, new new videos for the new features. So yeah, he's really terrific about that. Yeah, he's good at making complicated things seem really simple and straightforward. So he's like, yeah. "Oh, that's how it works." It's great. I want to get him on the show. Like, we have to get him on the show. <laughs> well, we'll send him. We'll send. We'll put out the bat signal, the Sparky signal, <laughs> the Sparky signal. <laughs> no, I want to wrap this up by by prompting you to remember that a simple approach of productivity means keeping your learning process as simple as possible. So if your system involves integrating several new behaviors into your life, uh, consider turning these behaviors into habits one at a time. That way you can build habits one upon the other because if you're adding them in small doses, uh, you're more likely to stick with them. And it'll take longer, but it'll be more effective. I feel like this this speaks to the thing, you know, we're, we're both reading. I, have you finished Atomic Habits? Because I started it. Not yet. Okay, because that, that's actually, if you're not a patron, we're going to do a, a series of... Um, bonus episodes on atomic habits so i would definitely subscribe but I, I started reading it and and this this is all about that you know little increments and he he starts the book op off with that um that story about the british bike racing team who were losing year yes. after year after year and uh this new coach came on and it was just like one percent improvements here and there you know a different grease on the the wheels or um you know a different kind of seat uh you know different material that they were wearing for their their um, uniforms when they were 
doing competitions and you know something to make them more aerodynamic and and all this. and it was just little little stuff but it it changed enough where they started winning races and then they eventually i think it was like 2008 they became the number one world uh bike racing team to the one guy won the tour de france uh, a couple of times mm-hmm. and so it's you know these small improvements and by increments and increments and then eventually you've like changed your life yeah, I we could do a whole episode on that because I just love it. I love that one percent improvement thing. It's uh, I just love so when you think about if you're in an organization too and you want to make a large, you know, organization wide change, people are going to resist that, not out of malice or just because that's human nature. But if you can make as many small changes um, over time, you've made that grand change and possibly some others especially when you empower people to that suggest those tiny little changes. Like I think in Ted Lasso, yes, kinds of exactly Jackie, Jackie's saying in the chat, um, the word I could not think of. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie, uh, in the discord chat. Like when I was watching Ted Lasso, he made the little, uh, recommendation suggestions box. Mm-hmm. And someone said the water pressure in the shower is terrible. And, um, then he changed it. And that player was so much happier <laughs> with decent water pressure in the shower. So yeah, I, I love that system. Jackie, I think we wrote about that. One of us did back at Unclutter years ago. Um, Jack, uh, the, those of you who've been around for a very long time uh, probably know that Jackie and I wrote at unclutter.com uh, together. We are part of that wonderful team with Aaron. And it was a great time. And I think we wrote about this at one point because um, it's something I've been a fan of for a long time. Very we nice. could do a whole episode on it. Maybe we should. Yeah, that sounds great. So Harry, have I convinced you to stick with one system for two months? Um, I'm going to say yes. And then in like two weeks, you're going to hear me say, well, I found a new system. But I, and the crazy part is I'll go, ooh, tell me all about it. Exactly. And that, that's the problem. It's like, ooh, new shiny. Uh, but I, I, I am going to try and stick with this, this index card system, especially because I just need to use these index cards. Um, but I, I do want to build in more habits and that's why I started reading the book and, you know, I, I want to build a better, you know, like I, I, I want to build the will to wake up in the morning, you know, at a reasonable hour and not eight o'clock. Um, you know, I'd like to get up at six again or five and really get the mm-hmm. day started and, and get some things done before everyone else wakes up, which I just haven't been able to do because I'm so bloody tired. Um, so you know, I, I, I do want to build better habits and stick with the system and, and really, you know, get back into a true routine. Yeah, I agree. So listeners, if you're out there and you want to make the commitment to for two months to a system, uh, please let us know what system you're into and how it's going. And again, the ultimate goal here isn't to marry yourself to a system forever. It's to help put some of your habits on autopilot so they become automatic and you don't have to stop and think about them just to really increase your efficiency and uh, save some time like if the thing you're doing only takes three or four seconds well if you do it over and over every day all day um, you're going to start saving yourself some serious time and like we said you don't maybe you don't adopt the whole system at the end of your two-month trial, uh, right. like we said with GTD. But if there are certain aspects that you just latch onto and that become a part of your everyday working life, then that's great. I would say you had a successful trial. Absolutely. Harry, I think we did it. Another amazing episode under our collective belts. And this is why they pay us minimum wage. 
Just Ooh, kidding. There's a, <laughs> there's a They Might Be Giants song called Minimum Wage. And, and uh, when was that written? Probably back when the minimum wage was like a dollar less than it is now. <laughs> I don't know, a very long time ago. Uh, Harry, in the meantime, while I try to remember when Flood by They Might Be Giants came out, why don't you please tell us where people can find you and all of your cool stuff? Absolutely. I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, if you enjoy the work we do and you would like to show your support, consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash homework podcast. Each week you will find bonus content like fun episodes and interviews like the one we just did with Patrick Roan. Uh, you'll find worksheets and you'll be able to listen as we record the show live every Thursday night in Discord. We'd like yeah, to thank and Harry, Harry, I want to say, yeah. listen, listener, you want to be the one to push us to 10 patrons. I know you do. I know yep. it's you right there. You driving in the car right now with your eyes on the road and your hands at 10 and 2, you want to be the one to push us to 10, so do it! Yes, we're up to 7 right now, so, you know, all the cool kids are starting to get in on it. Get in on the ground floor. <clears throat> and speaking of, we would like to thank this week's Level 2 patrons. Uh, that's Chris Allen Jones, Jackie Hollywood-Brown, John Kivis, Damian Barrett, Kel Stewart, and our brand new patron, I guess Murder Hornets were just a filler ep episode. What a terrific name. I'm here for it. Thank you. Uh, you can also hang out with us over on Discord and chat with like-minded homeworkers, ask questions, and exchange tips and tricks. You'll find the link mm -hmm. to that in this episode's show notes, which could be found over at thehomeworkpodcast.com slash episodes slash 274. We are officially Chris and Jackie in hanging out with us tonight. Yes, Chris and Jackie, thank you for joining us. Um, and we are officially independent. We are officially on our own. So you can find all oh of our episodes gosh. at thehomeworkpodcast.com. If you like the show, please leave us a review and or a star rating in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your fine podcast because that helps other people find the show. You can find more about us at our Linktree accounts. I'm over at linktr.ee slash hcmarks. And you'll find Dave's links over at slash Dave Kalo. Thank you again for joining us. We will see you next week. Now go get some work done. Go get some work done. Bye.